Hello and welcome into Jam Session. Glad to have whoever you are listening to us. Jam Session is Matt McLaren and Jean-Jacques Taylor. We're two guys who used to do a radio show on ESPN Radio in Dallas, Texas. We now do this podcast. We talk a lot about the Dallas Cowboys, other Dallas sports teams, and just our interests in Dallas, nightlife, stories, beer, all kinds of things. Glad to have you. Thanks for listening. Let's get going. Welcome. It's nice to have you here. I hope you enjoy it. I think you will. You're listening to the Jam Session Podcast. I was told that I could listen to the radio at a reasonable volume. With Cowboys insider... What's your name? Jean-Jacques Taylor. That's my name. Radio personality and craft beer expert, Matt McLaren. He's a very strange young man. He's an idiot. Comes from upbringing. And now, the Jam Session Podcast. It is indeed... For the final time, Jam Session. Sponsored as always by Greening Law, a personal injury law firm in Dallas, Texas. Greening Law fights the legal battle so you have time for healing and renewal. But right now, that moment we've all been waiting for has arrived. Ladies and gentlemen, the radio, the TV, the podcast, the soon-to-be best-selling author, the sexy Jean-Jacques Taylor. What up, though? I would be the non-sexy one. It's Matt McLaren, and this is Jam Session, the podcast, our final version ever, version 403, asking simply that you prepare to be dazzled. If not entertained. And this is it. We announced that on the last podcast. This is the final podcast from us, from Jam Session. I love all the speculation, and I do appreciate that. I think it's great. But Jacques and I are not taking this anywhere else. This is the end of the road for this iteration of what we do anyway. So Iteration, that's a good word. Um, but yeah, you can, uh, is, that's, that's a really good word. And you can check out uh, McMatt Radio on Twitter and JJT underscore journalist uh, over the next probably two, three, four days and figure out what, what each of us has going on. And uh, why the podcast had to come to a uh, come to an end, but uh, it's an end of, of the podcast. This iteration—that's a great word. Oh, thanks. But we'll be easy to find. Yeah, we'll be around, and and yeah, we're not disappearing. No, and, and so many of you have reached out. It, it's I know that people have listened from overseas, but when we had that episode that dropped a couple of days ago. I mean, we got a handful of messages from people that live in Europe who listen to the podcast. And that just that just is so mind-boggling. And, you know, a lot of it is Cowboys fans that came across our podcast and enjoy what we do and our take on Cowboys and all that type of thing that, right. that I mean, we forget, not that we forget. It's just you get so wrapped up in the Cowboys sometimes you forget how big the reach of what they are. There's a reason why they're the highest revenue generating and worth more than any sports franchise on the planet. Yeah, and I think the other thing is we have, um, at least this, the, this was the case for me, we have probably, I'm just going to throw a number out there, uh, 15 to 25, and you tell me what you think, listeners, jam fans who kind of, contact us on somewhat some kind of quasi regular basis on social media but you forget that there's a ton of other people out there listening and so when you say that you're going away you hear from people on social media that like oh i've been listening all the time oh i didn't even know you bro so i appreciate it uh but you know basically that there's another faction who you know they don't they, they're listening, but they're not hitting you up on social media or participating in conversations. And so you kind of forget that they're out there, but they're out there and they're live and strong. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's really it's really cool that uh, that we did something that means something to people so that it, when it disappears, they're like, well, damn, we hate the fact that it's leaving. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can I can relate to that very much. And, and, and I understand that it, it's one of those things. I've been thinking about this a lot recently, and it obviously kind of goes to what you were saying with the podcast. You, you get so accustomed to that routine, and we all, whether it's the radio or a podcast or any other form of medium that you have something that you regularly kind of submerge yourself in, it becomes 
friendly to you. Like you guys know us, you know our lives, you know who we are. We talk about very real things on the podcast. And so over the course of time, you really know those people that you listen to, in this case, three times a week, in other cases, maybe less or more or what have you. And then when that goes away, there's a sadness to that because that familiarity that you have with these people and these, essentially these characters that you've grown to love have come to an end. It's like that maybe with the TV show that you watch, I don't know, however many episodes and you love the characters and then it goes away. You're like, well, damn. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I get that. And, um, you know, I appreciate that because uh, it means a lot. Uh, I bumped into uh, somebody recently uh, who listens to the show and uh, he was like, how's your son doing? I said, oh, you know, he's a, just finished his freshman year at UNT. Yeah, man, I've kind of followed, followed him growing up, listening to you on the radio and the podcast all those years. And you're just like, wow. <laughs> That's awesome. You know what I mean? Because probably yeah. when I started this, at least on the radio journey, my dude was probably in the sixth grade. Yeah, which is and wild, so man. If, and so like what I just say, my dude, that's how I've always referred to him out yeah. of here. And so people are like, how's your dude? What's your dude up to? What's your dude doing? And, uh, you know, it's just cool that people people care that much, you know, to uh, to inquire about what he's doing. It is cool. And I'm going to go through a couple of the messages uh, here in a bit. We are going to talk some Cowboys, obviously, before we get into all that. But the kind of the trip around the block today, I thought I'd, I'd throw out because we got I, I'm not going to read them all because tons of you sent messages, which is really, really cool, whether it was a tweet or a direct message, what have you. It's yeah. very cool to see. And, you know, you asked me when, right when we were jumping on, you, you, you said you feel melancholy at all. And I was like, eh, you know, not really. It is what it is. And I know that both of us are, are going on to big things and there's some excitement with all of that. But it, it is, man, there is a bit of sadness because I do enjoy hanging with you three times a week. And even though we don't see each other, we talk, you know, because right, right. you and I like we'll talk before we record. And then after we record, which is private conversations and whatnot. And I, I'm going to miss that. I think the this, the gathering of me and you. Right. hanging out in a sense for three times a week i would uh i would agree with that because yeah we usually start with a i don't know it's probably four or five catch-up minutes yo what's up what's going on with yeah. you how's this going oh dude you can't believe what happened to me this week some of it's some of it man if we put all that conversation on the show jesus <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't do that yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. for real like some of the things you know like you go back to like if we put everything we talked about, I don't, I mean, man, that'd be. Yeah, I would be. Yeah. First off, your miles would be a gape. Like, oh my God, I can't mm. believe that. Um, you know, because there's, there's just certain things that, that, that goes on in everybody's personal life that they don't make public. Yeah, for sure. That, that <laughs> Yeah, Matt's laughing at the fact about me right now. Uh, you know, and it's just, it's just wild if you guys knew, uh, but you don't. But it, and it's cool. But, uh, you know, me and Matt know, so we have a lot of laughs Yeah, uh, about the whole thing. Yeah, a lot of good times, and, and I'm going to miss that. And it, it goes on. I mean, obviously, like we talked about in the last one, like we are going to see each other again, and, and we'll still have our conversations. It just will be between me and Jacques, and unfortunately for all you guys, not with all of you. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I again. Know, maybe I'll tweet out our conversations. Hey, me and Matt talked this morning. Oh, okay, yeah. Lady fiance is doing well. Doing there you well. go. The the easy stuff that we can put out for public consumption. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but again, none of this would have happened originally when Jacques and I started this. You know, the radio show comes to an end. Like, hey, let's jump on. Let's do a podcast. See what we can get going. And it took us a while to kind of figure out this medium and how to best do it. And not just that, but what would work with our schedules and what was realistic for us. You guys have probably noticed when we first started doing it, it was closer to two hours. Then it was an hour and a half. And now we're trying to get an hour because life has gotten busier. And not just that, if you look at the because I was somebody, a good friend of mine was starting up a podcast and we were talking about it. I was trying to give him some pointers the other day. I was like, dude, look at the top podcast in the uh, in the market. Not I'm talking about, you know, in the country. Yeah, they're really about an hour because people listen to them when. When they're in their car, on their way to work, and on their way home, 
And so you you might go a little bit longer than an hour, but there's very few podcasts that are like an hour and a half, two hours on a regular basis. Yeah, none of this could have continued because, again, this was not our living. We didn't make a living off of this. We were able to make a little bit. It was like a good part-time job and, and at times very necessary, at least for me. You know, none of that happened without our, our sponsors who invested in what we were doing. And that wouldn't have worked unless you guys were using those sponsors and those local businesses that have. And we've had so many Dude. over the years. You know, you go back to, you know, the wings at Kroger that were a huge thing for a while. And then the crawfish company, Muddy Waters Crawfish, the, the insurance company, Modern Woodmen of America, the financial planner. The Picnic Company, Impeccable Picnic Company, you know, False Idol Brewing, who I'm very good friends with, that was with us at the beginning of this, Blue Dragon Fine Art, Blue Star Motor Group, yeah, Beer Geeks, you guys remember Beer Geek Shop that opened up their new location in Fate that I've been to a couple of times, you know, so many just people that have been, that were with us and, and gave it a shot, some people that would drop in from time to time, like Bruce Biltong, you know, Flow Air, Heating and Air that gave it a shot here recently. But the four that continued on, and that, of course, is Greenlaw at the very front of the line, who invested in us, who I worked with personally. You know, Robert, I shot him an email to let him know, hey, just so ever all of our guys know that this is coming to an end. And Robert sent back a really nice email bummed to hear about the ending of it and thanked us for everything that we've done. I was like, man, thank you for what you've done. Hell yeah. And I know, and he's told me this before, several of you in our jam fans found yourself in a situation like I did and you called Greening Law and they were able to take you on as a client and help you against the insurance companies. And, you know, just because this is coming to an end, I will tell you straight up, just because a podcast is over doesn't mean people are going to stop getting in car accidents or finding yourself with the need for a personal injury lawyer. And I hope that you will keep top of mind. I hope that this is ingrained in you. Robert Greening, the green team, 972-934-8900. Yeah, because nothing changes for them. They will still walk you through the process. Uh, they'll still help you if you're intimidated by the process. They'll still grind for you because, again, they never get paid unless you get paid. It's always in their best interest to do the best possible job they can do for you against while you're in your fight against uh, another someone else's insurance company. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't think I've said it more than a couple times, but you know, the thing I love about Robert Real Talk is they just don't help people, man. Those dudes, especially Robert, man, because he's a Brian Adams graduate. Everybody in DISD knows Brian Adams, Skyline, mm -hmm. Big Rivals. But he puts in work, man, in the community, going back to Brian Adams, doing scholarships. He's over there quite a bit making a difference in some kids' lives. And uh, for that, I always respect it because uh, everybody's busy. And so you have to want to do something to go out of your way to help people. And he likes to uh, help people as an attorney. And then he's giving back to the place that helped shape him at Brian Adams, doing great work over there. So uh, I got nothing but respect for uh, Robert Green, the Green team, and uh, Greening Law. And again, remember that consultation is always free. So I would keep this number with you. I really would. 972-934-8900. It's Robert Greening, offices right there in Dallas, Texas. And we're going to get to our other sponsors and, and just tell you about them off the top here. And then we'll get into Cowboys and, and get into some messages Be, because none of this, I mean, we did this for three years and we had to have a lot of support, you know, Smokey Johns, Juan and Brent and those guys that were so awesome. And they would bring stuff up when we were doing the radio show to the station and they jumped on with us, man, over two years ago and have been great partners and I mentioned this the other day, the fact that they created the Jam Session Bowl. Hell yeah. And Juan listens to the, he's listened to every single episode, man. And they're just such good human beings. They do a lot in the community. They care about humans. Right. And yeah, it's cool that Smokey John's Barbecue, the food is badass. And if they were assholes, the food would still be really, really good. <laughs> I mean, it is. <laughs> but they're not. And, and that's. I don't know, like when, when you can go to a place and the food is that good and you see the passion and the warmth that the people who own the place have, 
that right. that matters. And I mean, th- these are really, really good people that just so also happen to put out really, really good food. Uh, yeah, man. You know, Smokey John's is um, those are my boys. Uh, I went to church with uh, Brent for several years. Uh, met Juan through Brent, and uh, you know they were my boys before they ever you know ever started advertising with us. And I remember uh, when they started advertising with us because they used to listen to the show all the time. And they really started because they go, "You guys sound so." Auth-. I remember Juan telling me, "You guys sound so authentic when you do your commercials, like you're really doing them." I go, "Bro, we are, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. like for real." And and I remember that I had asked them if, if they wanted to sponsor early on, and they said, no, not not at this time. And then they hit, hit me back later and said, uh, you know what, man, you guys are really trying. We love supporting small businesses because we were once a small business. So, yeah, here's, what, here's how you guys can help us, and let's see how it goes. And uh, they've never said anything to me, but I guarantee you they're shocked at the number of people that come in and asking for the Jam Session Bowl and how advertising on the little old local podcast – has created so much business and buzz for them. And so it's been what we always hope it is with any sponsor, which is a true win-win. Um, and that people people go sample their company and find out, oh yeah, this really is as good, or or they do everything Jacques and Matt said that they were gonna do. And all that does is give both of us credibility, us and them. Yeah, and if you haven't, it, again, you've got into perpetuity. That place has been there for 40 some odd years now. So go check them out when you get a chance. If you haven't, Smokey John's Barbecue, we appreciate them so very much. But I wanted to save these two guys for last. And, and the reason why is there are two companies that have been with us since since we first started having people. And I don't. it wasn't episode one, but it was pretty damn quick after episode one that we put out the call for sponsors to help with this thing. And the very first two people that did that were Freeway Tire Shop, JR, and Aaron over at HFX Foundation Solutions. And they have been with us since then, month after month. And again, you are talking, and you know JR a lot better than I do because I don't live in the area anymore. And you've been around him many, many times at Freeway. But you talk about a good dude who listens to the podcast, who does high quality work, who stands behind what he does, which is why when we tell you that Jacques takes all of his cars there, it's not BS, like he really does. And, and that's, I think that these guys, you know, talk about talking about authentic ads. It's just working with good people. Hey, you guys helped us. Let us help you. And all of us kind of supporting each other like that. But Freeway Tire Shop and, and HFX, man, they have, they've just been awesome for us. And, and we truly appreciate them the last three years. Oh, uh, yeah, bro. Um, JR is my guy. Um, you know, I see him all the time. Fortunately and unfortunately at the same time. Probably put a couple of kids through college by now. Uh, but, you know, the work that he's done on my cars is fantastic. I send him to everybody I know who's got a car. I say, hey, just, and I tell the truth. Hey, if your mechanic isn't doing all the things that he does, uh, you know, diagnosing your car problem, using quality parts, charging you a fair price, and then stand behind your work, then go literally go right up the street up 35 get off of commonwealth go through the light look to the right and there he is and just tell him your boy sent you and he'll take care of you no questions asked uh sent calvin watkins of the dallas morning news there the other day uh to get a car get his car fixed for his son uh who's about to head off to college on a basketball scholarship wow very nice uh so you know again you know these uh these businesses are great they've been supportive of us uh we hope we've been equally supportive of them that was always our goal and uh you know the relationships don't end and hopefully as we like to say uh it'll come around and we can work together again because uh, as long as you establish a good relationship you should always be able to take another spin around the block if it's a good fit for everybody and then of course aaron at hfx foundation solutions again from day one been right here with us and, and he listens to the podcast and thank you so much man for your support you guys keep this is kind of like greening law where you never know when you're going to need this number. But if you own a home at some point in, in North Texas, you're very likely to run into, is that a foundation issue? I don't know. Just try to keep that in mind. It's a free, no obligation inspection. Aaron is local. He's family owned. His company helped us literally for three years. So just keep HFX foundation solutions in mind. And the number 817-770-0174 you know, write it down, put it away, 
just make a note of it, whatever you may need to do. But for those of you that are still with us that have been here, thank you so much. And I know that many of you listen that sponsored from whenever it was. I got a message from Hector from Modern Woodman the other day and, and him giving right. it a shot. Again, things like that help to keep this going. And we truly appreciate each of you for doing that. So thank you very much. That being said, let's talk a little Cowboys. Because they did open camp. And I thought it was interesting. Now, keep in mind with Jerry, they're doing that Netflix show on him. And there's a lot of cameras more so than there normally is. I thought it was interesting. He seemed, I don't know if reserved is the right word, but the opening state of the team address was only 33 minutes the other day. Yep. And Jerry, you didn't get a lot of Jerryisms. Yeah, I think um, I think there's a bunch of moving parts to that deal, man. One of them is if you took a look at it, uh, there was a time where all those white seats on the tennis courts would have been filled with bodies, mm-hmm. and they're not. It was it was. Uh, I would I would almost bet you there were more reporters there from DallasCowboys.com than um, than from the Dallas Fort Worth me, uh, media because everybody's been hit in terms of news gathering organizations like the Dallas Morning News traditionally has sent three reporters out there they got one right now bro that's David Moore uh, Calvin Watkins is coming in at another time and then Michael Gelkin's coming in at another time yeah. Uh, Fort Worth Star-Telegram has traditionally had two. They've only got Clarence Hill out there. Uh, and, you know, sometimes you have one in a columnist. No, nah, they got one out there, bro. And so all these news organizations are cutting back uh, in part because the way, you know, the pandemic changed the way we view the world. And all of a sudden you got Zoom, you got video. It's like, do, you, do we really need to spend $5,000 to go out there for a week? Or two weeks when you can look at Zoom interviews and yeah, that's put true. stories together. Do we really need to send three people to a Cowboys game at a certain locale when you can watch the game on TV and listen to the post-game interviews and write a piece? That's, you know, it's not as good as if you were there because you don't have any color, you don't have any scenery, but it's 85% and uh, we'll, take, we'll save our $5,000 and take that 85% story. So what I'm saying is he doesn't have the crowd that he used to play to. And so, uh, you know, he may be may have been a little more reserved or he's and, you know, the other thing is he's just older and he's like, you know, you know, the time for talk is kind of done. It's uh, can we win some ball games? Yeah. And you you felt that. And it's interesting I, I guess I just, I found that interesting that the press conference was so, because I think last year's was like 58 minutes. It's normally been close to 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, it was a long one last year. And so to, it just struck me as short. And I didn't even think about that, your, your point about the reporters. But it did see, because you wrote an article for Sports Knot uh, about the urgency that, and I, I kind of picked up on that as well. And then, again, you get caught up in the moment. I'm trying to remember. It, it feels like in recent years that there's been a little bit more Jerry talking about urgency. But, I mean, the dude's 81 years old. There has to absolutely be a thing of if it doesn't happen with this little group that they're trying to, you know, that we'll get into digs yeah. and all that. But Dak and, and this group, they've got this core. He's not seeing it again. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the reality is. Anybody who hits their 80s, you're in the fourth quarter of life. Um, And, you know, I'm just speaking from my own personal experience. Um, It seems to me that once you hit your 80s, dude, you can be fine, 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 fine. But when the descent starts, it just is like, boom, it's in a hurry. Yeah. Um, and so you can, so like I'm saying, you can be perfectly fine till you're 85 or whatever. But once, once whatever, you start to go downhill and decline, it seems like just because your body's older and it can't fight like it used to, the decline is just rapid. And so you're right. He's in the fourth quarter. Doesn't mean he won't get to overtime. Uh, Virginia McCaskey owns the Bears and she's 100. You know, he's these, there's only uh, six owners older than him right now. Uh, so, there's the nobody's wishing Jerry death and nobody thinks he's going to die anytime soon. But 
he's in the fourth quarter. And so while you got Dak, before you get on that quarterback hunt again, you probably need to try to win it, brother, because um, it'll get dicey, as Matt said, if, if it doesn't happen with this next group. Yeah, and, and we talked about this the other day. I mean, trying to get to the playoffs for three consecutive years is something that they have not done since the mid-'90s. That's the expectation that it'll happen. You know, I thought it was interesting when they addressed the Kellen Moore thing where Jerry said it wasn't about what Kellen isn't. It's about what Mike is. And we kind of talked about that the other day as well, this idea that McCarthy looked around and said, okay, we're not getting it done. I finally have enough clout here to be like, hey, I want to do this my way. And maybe he didn't have that kind of clout when he first came in, almost of, hey, we're going to give you the job, but Jerry's saying Kellen's going to be your OC. Yeah, I think we all believe that. Right, and, <laughs> and McCarthy being like, oh, yeah, okay, cool, that's great, I'll take the job. And he finally gets into it and goes, look, you know, we got a couple of years in this thing, back-to-back 10-win seasons for the first time since 95-96, back-to-back playoff trips. Uh, I'd, I'd like to uh, see, let, let's kind of move on here. And I think that they finally were like, all right, well, do it your way then. See if you can get us over the hump. Well, I mean, I mean, the bottom line is, is basically, I mean, ultimately you're going to fire me. You know, if I don't if I don't make it happen and that's cool. I understand that. So if you're ultimately going to fire me, if, if I don't make it happen, can I at least get the, the stuff that can I just do it my way? You know what I'm saying? Let me just do it my way. And then if it doesn't work, I can live with whatever the results are. Um, now, check this out, man, because you, you said something that made me curious. Cowboys are trying to get to the playoffs for the third consecutive year for the first time since when? The, the run in the 90s, 94, 95, 96. Right. Okay, check this out, bro. What do you think the longest current playoff streak is? <laughs> it's the, the Chiefs, and I'm going to go five years? You are correct. It is the Kansas City Chiefs at eight years. Okay. I was trying to, I was trying to think if they missed, because they, they went – when Alex Smith was the quarterback, but I couldn't remember how far back that that streak right. would have gone. Who's second? Man, see, that's that's the – okay, okay, let's think. God. It's an AFC team. Yeah, AFC team. I'm going to go – well, New England didn't make it last year. Oh, my God. It's, it's going to be some team that's made it like two or three years in a row. You're in the right division. It's Buffalo at four. Okay. Okay. Followed by this team will not make it this year. Followed by Tampa Bay with three. Incredible. And then, bro, it's Philly, San Francisco, Dallas, Cincinnati with two. That's amazing. And so, and so what I'm telling you, yeah. So basically, the Chiefs are an outlier. The Bills have Josh Allen. And Tampa Bay had Tom Brady. Yes. And now every other – the other – what is that? That's that's three teams, brother. The other twenty nine teams in the NFL. That's crazy. The longest streak is two years. But that's the parody of the NFL. The problem is we that's all. That's why you gotta freaking right. win it when you have a chance to win it. And and why everybody gets frustrated because you look at Kansas City like you looked at New England and you go, well, they're doing it because they have a goat. Pat Mahomes very well may be the greatest quarterback in NFL history by the time he's done. Tom yes. Brady right now it was well he was for the Patriots. So if you don't have that guy, which I hate to tell you, those those are the only two Whoa. I've seen in my lifetime. <laughs> you know, maybe you throw Aaron Rodgers up there when he when you had yeah. another goat and when the Packers were making a run of consecutive playoffs. But you don't have yeah. that guy. I mean, that's the picture of the NFL right there. That's it right there, bro. Yeah, so this is going to be a fascinating season. You know, I I wasn't surprised about the Trayvon Diggs deal because we knew they wanted to sign him. I think some people were surprised that he got done first out of kind of the group. And I wasn't because he was a second round pick and only had the four year deal. He, there you go. He's going into the final year of his rookie contract. CeeDee Lamb was a first round pick and has the fifth year option. So you didn't right. you didn't have to get that done right now. And maybe they will. Maybe we'll see in another week, hey, we just inked CeeDee Lamb to an extension. But I it made a lot of sense to me that Diggs would be the first of the kind of that group that they wanted to lock down. It uh, looks like a good contract to me in the sense yeah. of um, his he won't his cap hit should be really relatively small in 23, 24, 25, and 26. When you've got Dak and you've got Micah, 
and uh, CeeDee Lamb coming up. So it seems to me like they did a good job structuring his deal in terms of how they, how the hits come. And uh, he's worth the money he got. He got what I thought right around where he should have gotten. I mean, I don't. I had know, no problem with it. If you go back and look at the highest paid cornerbacks and you see who's this and that, he kind of fits right where he got paid. And so, you know, a lot of times me and Matt can look at the salaries and go, oh, this guy probably deserves a right about here. It's just a matter of how Hyundai you Santa Fe it how versus you Nissan Murano. We, are, I mean, dude, if you're being honest, you know who you get, who you're grouped with in terms of talent, ability, and production. Yeah. And once you know who you're grouped with, it's not hard. Like, you know, all these quarterbacks getting paid right now. Dak is going to look at it and go, okay, yeah, I'm getting a raise from 40 to something, but I'm not going to probably be in the 50s because those cats have done things I haven't done whether it's get to a Super Bowl and lose or win an MVP or whatever. So I'll take my four-year deal at 48 a year and keep it moving. Yeah, and so Trayvon right now checks in as the fourth highest paid, well, technically overall value fifth, but annual average value, I believe he's the fourth highest paid cornerback. Well, we'll call it, he, we'll call him fifth since Marlon Humphrey makes $100,000 more a year than he does. Right. Marshawn Lattimore makes $120,000 a year more than he does. And then Denzel right. Ward is at 20.1 and Jair Alexander is at 21. He is a tick above. And keep in mind, these guys are older and also are entering, signed their deals a couple of years ago. Jalen Ramsey's at 18.3 and Xavier Howard's at 18. So I get it. And, you know, everybody's sitting here going, oh, he's only 24 years old. It's like, I, technically, yeah, he's 25. He turns 25 like two weeks into September. But you get this dude, he is locked through down. His th- right, through the prime of his career. A guy that by all accounts, even though he didn't have the interception numbers last year, was better last year and is continuing to develop, to develop into potentially one of the top shutdown corners in the NFL. He, he t- he's going to take chances. That's his thing. But man, when you, we talked about this the other day, when you have a chance to lock down a guy who has the ability to take the ball away, like he does, you got to get that guy. Yeah, man. It's, this is the, uh, I mean, this is just how it goes down, man. You do a good job drafting. You want to keep your, your star players. You, to me, you always win with stars because you need guys who can make a play to win a game in the playoffs, um, you know, and he's one of those guys. He's got some some areas in this game to improve. He's got to stop biting on all the double moves. He's got to become a better tackler, which is about desire and want to, and some other little stuff. But, dude, he's a terrific player, man. And, um, you know, he's the kind of guy who can help you win the championship, especially with Gilmore on the other side. Yeah. They got a, they got a terrific secondary, a terrific corner tandem. And dude, there's uh, there's just you know, I'm going out there on hyperbole land. There's just no good reason why this shouldn't be one of the NFL's dominant defenses this year. They should be. You are correct. And we'll see. Look, they're gonna lock up CeeDee Lamb at some point. Micah is not eligible for an extension yet. I heard somebody talking about that the other day. I mean, he's a first round pick and is going into year three, and they gotta get out of year three before you can extend him. Right. Now, he will be at the first front of the list in year four. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be up there. You know, they want to lock up Terrence Steele. And it really behooves them with Micah to uh, get him on a fourth year. You can give him a five- or six-year extension, which means you really have him for uh, seven or eight years. And by then, his career will be closer to the end than the beginning, and you can take another look at it. And they're going to re-sign Dak Prescott, who turns 30 years old this weekend. I'm going to tell you guys, we, we went through this a few years ago. You're going to be pissed when he gets his contract. I don't know why, because that's what it costs. And I remember how pissed everybody was. He's not the best quarterback in the NFL. He shouldn't be paid like that. Well, what is he? The eighth, ninth best quarterback in the NFL? Because holy crap, he is now the ninth highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Yes, sir. And they're going to get that done. But his be four. The, go ahead. I was going to say his 40 million to me seems like quite a deal when Justin Herbert just signed for 52.5. You know, my only, I don't really, you know, here's my only comment on Justin, Justin, uh, Herbert, Herbert. 
Um, because everything you read about, yeah, he's, he's got the most passing yards and touchdowns and this and that in the first three years of his career. The Chargers are 25 and 24 with no playoff wins. Yeah. I didn't say they were, you know, 31 and 18. They're 25 and 24 with an 0 and 1 playoff record that happened last year. And so, all, my only point is, you can't use stats like that to back up one dude and then stats like that to rip another dude. And so, you know, you got to hold them all to the same criteria. If you're Justin Herbert, you're paid to win football games. Uh, quarterbacks touch the ball the most. They're the only dudes who have a one loss by their name. And frankly, I don't have a problem with that because they have more to do with winning and losing than any other player on the team. They touch the ball every play. They make decisions, uh, you know, every offensive play about who gets it and why they get it and did, you, did I match it up against the right defense. And so, yeah. And all I'm saying is Justin Herbert's an incredible talent who put up incredible numbers, but he ain't won shit yet. Who else was like that, Matt? Tony Romo. I was going to say Tony Romo came to my mind, but I didn't want to actually say it out loud. And Tony Romo is a terrific player. Like, I mean, I don't have nothing bad to say about Tony Romo. Tony Romo is a fantastic quarterback. He couldn't figure out how to win shit. Some of it his fault, some of it not his fault, but the bottom line was he owns every significant passing record in Cowboy history. But they never won anything with Tony Romo. Again, some his fault, some not his fault, but it's on his resume. And so Justin Herbert got to get about the business of winning. He does. And, and again, you know, I guess if Justin Herbert was the Cowboys quarterback, everybody would be thrilled because he's better than Dak. But three seasons in, three consecutive double-digit interception seasons, and he threw 15 in 2021. And his completion percentage, this is where I think it gets funny. He and Dak have almost identical completion percentages, but Dak is a higher-rated quarterback through the entirety of his career than Herbert has been in the three seasons that he's been in the NFL. So, you know, you can pick and choose how you want it to be. But that's just reality. But everybody, it, it's just, it's never going to change with Dak. It is what it is. He's got to lead yeah. us to the promised land, and if he doesn't, it'll never change, and I, that's fair. It shouldn't change, because that's the expectation. Yeah. I wanted to throw this out here, too. Have, have you seen, Gelkin did a story on the Cowboy, one of the Cowboys kickers, Brandon Aubrey. Do you know anything about this dude? Okay, let me be frank with you. No, I was a beat writer, not a columnist, but I was a beat writer on the Dallas Cowboys beat as a writer, 1995 to 2007. At that particular time when I became a columnist, only two or I think only Bob St. John had had a longer tenure as a beat writer for the Cowboys than I had at that particular time. And as I morphed into being the lead beat writer from like 98 on, the only rule I really had, I had a couple of rules, but one of them was I don't really care very much about the underwear Olympics. And in training camp, I don't write about guys who aren't going to play, meaning, you know, special team guys. I write about guys who matter. Uh, but, dude, let me tell you something. I don't think Jacques ever wrote a story. I, th I went third person on you. I don't think Jacques ever wrote a story about a kicker. And you know what? If, if Normally I would be like, yeah, I don't give a shit about this. But the reason why I, wrote, I, I read this is because of the headline, Meet Brandon Aubrey, the local software engineer chasing his NFL dream with the Cowboys. Okay. And I was like, check. I was like what? Really? What? Now, see, I read that whole headline. I read that exact headline, and that was a really good headline. And I was like, oh, when he makes a team, let me know about it. Well, see, but even then, because it goes, Aubrey, a former pro soccer player, did not play football in high school or college. And I was like, okay. I, what, what? And so then I <laughs> dig into this. No, so this dude's 28 years old. This is a crazy story. So right. He Literally four years ago, he was a software engineer with a computer science degree, a 30-minute work commute to Arlington, but believed he could be something else. Now, he grew up in the DFW area. He grew up as a Cowboys fan. 
He went to the same middle school in Plano that I went to, Schimmelfenig Middle School. Right. And he Plano, as I'm sure everybody in the DFW area knows, Plano is a hotbed for soccer. Hell yeah, it is. He grew up playing soccer, graduated from Plano High School, who has a very good soccer program, went to Notre Dame and helped them win a national championship. He was a first-round draft pick in the MLS and played there for a bit. And look, MLS guys don't make a ton of money unless it's somebody that you've heard of. And unless you're a big-time MLS fan, name me the guys in the MLS you've heard. And I'm not talking Lionel Messi, okay? Talking guys who legit only ever played in the MLS. I'm just saying. So he did two seasons with Toronto FC. They won a part of the, they won the MLS Cup when he was a rookie. But then he became a free agent. He returned to the Dallas area where he's from and and had to kind of give up soccer because he found a job in the corporate world that paid better than the MLS contract that he had did. Well, damn. So he said that his wife, they were watching a game in 2018 and the kicker missed a kick, and his wife was like, you could do that. He's like, nah, whatever. He said, well, you know, I, I did play soccer. And so he looked up, <laughs> he looked up kick trainers, like, like in Dallas, like somebody that, right. that can help him learn how to kick footballs. So he finds this dude. I mean, this is a weird-ass story, man. He finds this dude whose last name is Egan, who I'm trying to remember. Trying, oh, here it is. One-on-one kicking coach, Brian Egan. So they meet up, and apparently this guy, it's normally like kids, like high school and middle school students that he trains. (laughs) And there's a grown man showing up. He's like, what the hell? He goes, okay, you're really good. What do you want to do? And so somehow this Egan dude played at Mississippi State with Dak Prescott. (laughs) So they're doing a training session one day, and and Dak shows up at this park in, in Frisco and goes, okay, and puts the ball all over the field and goes, make eight out of 10. And he ends up making nine and it impressed him. And that kind of got him an in. And so he <laughs> went to some free agent kicking combine, ends up in the USFL, kicks there for two years, and is now, I mean, there's a really, really good chance that this is going to be the Cowboys kicker in 2023. Well, that's a good story. I'm not going to lie. That's a good story. That's an interesting story. I mean, uh, but you know, let me t- let me tell you how I feel about kickers, man. Well, and I'm I'm not like most people who like they don't belong on a field. This this is the way I feel about kickers, and it was reinforced last year when uh, you know y'all most of y'all know by now. I've got I've got two uh, two workout partners. Uh, that I work out with it five days a week, about five o'clock. Occasionally, one of them says, hey, so-and-so is going to join us, or, you know, Matt's going to work out with us today. and uh, Or Matt's going to join the group sometimes. And I go, okay. And during the whole workout, I don't really say much to Matt because I know how we work out. I know our pace. I know our thing. And I know most cats show up for one or two and be like, this is bullshit. I'm not ready for this. Yeah. And they, they leave you and you've wasted all this time getting to know them. I feel the same way about kickers. You emotionally invest in a kicker and then at some point they get the yips and they, and they can't make a kick and then they leave. And um, when it happened to our guy uh, whose name I now can't remember, who was that great kicker we had? Dan. Bailey. Yeah, when it happened to yeah. Dan Bailey, who was literally fantastic for five or six years. Got to know Dan well. Oklahoma State, golf guy, had a lot of, lot of good conversations with Dan. And when he got the yips and lost it, like, boom, seemingly overnight, I just go, you know what? I'm not getting intimately involved with any more kickers. The heartbreak is too much. Okay, uh, fair I'm just going to refer to them as kicker dude from here on out. I just, man, this, the, that story and the fact – that we went to the same middle school. I'm I'm much older well, than yeah, him, you. Yeah, you can. I mean, you you know, I you thought go that was the same cool. middle school. You can have an emotional investment. Yeah, and you so know, I root for guys for Skyline yeah. who, are, who are professional athletes because you know, uh, I don't know. I just kinship with them. I think that's cool. Like, there's a picture in the article of him as like a five year old, and he's got his Cowboys jersey on. Yeah, good for him. And I always think that's cool. Like, I don't know if you saw this, man. This was probably a couple days ago. Taylor Hearn with the Rangers 
was yeah, traded to Atlanta. And, you know, Taylor Hearn graduated from Royce City out by Rockwall and was a local kid yeah. who grew up a Rangers fan. And I always thought, I, I, I think, I don't know. That's just, I, I guess like the kid in me is like, man, how badass would that be? You grow up as a little kid pretending to be on this team and now you actually are. And there's just something cool about that. And you know, it's kind of a bummer when it doesn't work out for those guys. And it's a business and you got to move on. I get that. But I don't know. I, 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 when you see those types of things where it's like, so I understand you grew up a Cowboys fan. Like, yeah, here's me in my Cowboys jersey. I can't believe I'm going to be freaking on the, <laughs> even if he doesn't make the team, he's in camp. Yeah, bro. No, I get that, dog. I mean, I, I relate to that at a high level because I go, I grew up probably from about the ninth grade on doing what? Wanting to one day work for the Dallas Morning News, let alone cover the Cowboys for the Dallas Morning News. That was that, that was my equivalent of growing up wanting to play for the Cowboys and then to have an opportunity to do that for 20 years. That was one of the uh, one yeah. of the highlights of my life. Yeah. Um, so you know, I'm I'm uh, anybody who gets to to have a dream like that and experience that, dude. That's a uh, that's a high that's hard to uh, to escape. No doubt. So hopefully you'll get to experience something like that one day. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so, man. And I believe no, I it's, will. It's it's great. I really believe I will. I'll just tell you that, okay? All right. Good luck with that. Well, thank you, friend. Thank you very much. So, I don't know. I thought that was a cool little thing. And No, it is. No, okay. Now I should say it all like that. All right. I'm, I still don't have, I still don't want to be a <laughs> kicker, but yes, that's a cool story. You know, it's funny. You're going to be in camp. You, nobody knows how to spell Next week. Schimmelfennig. Yeah. And I think that'd be funny. <laughs> To just take that around and be like, hey, cowboy guy, do you know your kicker, Brandon Aubrey? This is where he went to school. How do you pronounce that? And just see what they would say. Because, I mean, you would no one on the planet, unless you know that's how you say it, would look at how you spelled and come up with Schimmelfinnick. Damn, Schimmelfinnick. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's a middle school over there in Plano, right next to Carlisle Middle School, where it's I went to elementary school. To say. Yes, much easier. All right, so we've got a little bit of time before we wrap up our final version of this ever. And I, I kind of wanted to throw out a few of these because, again, just really, really cool. And I thought this was cool. So Ryan Steele, a big podcast listener, he sent me a message a couple of years ago. And he said, just catching up, it's pretty cool you went to Matthews Elementary School. Because so where we lived in Plano, Carlisle was the original elementary school. And then they, they built a new elementary school. And there was a line. And based on where you lived, you either went to Carlisle or Matthews. So I was, I went to third grade at Matthews Elementary School. And I was a part of the first group of kids that ever went to that elementary school. <laughs> so this dude sends a message a couple of years ago. He says, it's pretty cool you went to Matthews Elementary School. I'm the current principal there. Wow. How about that? Yeah. And he sent us a message the other day, or actually earlier this morning. He says, I just want to say thank you for the last six years. Huge thank you for Jam Session. I'm truly going to miss the pod. It's been a consistent highlight of my week and often one of the few things that let me escape and laugh for a moment. I will continue to be a fan. And That's fantastic. Yeah, very, very cool. David Wallace, who lives in the UK, or in Germany, excuse me. He is one of our Germany listeners. And I saved, he had sent me a message a couple of days ago that I saved on purpose because I was going to answer it on the podcast for you, David. But he sent us a message, said, I was a bit saddened today when I heard there will only be one more podcast. I've looked forward to and loved listening to you guys. Great insights and rabbit holes. Big thank you. If you guys do anything more in the Cowboys space, I will certainly listen in. But he sent me an interesting message a couple of days before this, before he knew the podcast was ending said, hey, Matt, my family and I are going to vacation in the U.S. We'll be driving back from New Orleans to Atlanta, as you are the only person I know who lives in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> On the drive back, would you recommend driving via Birmingham? Is there any stop that you would recommend? Yes. Birmingham is, from my driveway to downtown Atlanta, is exactly two hours. And, and Birmingham is super close to Atlanta. It's an easy drive. I will tell you this, David, since you are coming over from Germany, you want to stop in Birmingham and get barbecue. And I would suggest just look up either Saws, S-A-W-S, or Dreamland. And I would stop at one of those two places and I would get some barbecue. 
and Birmingham is worth stopping in. And that's the one thing I was talking about this the other day. And that is the one thing that when people come, I'm like, okay, you got to have Alabama barbecue because it's totally different than Texas because it's pork here. It's not brisket. Yeah. And I will tell you, try some Alabama white sauce. And you will enjoy that. Very much, All I right. think. But man, we got a lot of like Prentice who, who tweeted at us. He goes, man, what am I going to listen to at the gym in the morning now? <laughs> it, it, Hector, who tweeted to us, been listening to jam sessions since the radio days. I'll miss you guys. Happy for your success. Wish you the best. So thank you very much. And, and I mean, just... Man, so many, like, I don't know if you saw Lamar tweeted at us and sent us this thing, a copy of a text message that he had sent, that a friend had sent him. He goes, guys, you can't say I didn't help spread the word because a buddy of his had messaged him and said, bro, you got me hooked on a podcast and then I get the news it's ending? What the F? So there's a lot of that. And apparently, God, did we lose Jacques? Of course we lose Jacques on the final day of the podcast. Why, how, why would we possibly get through the podcast? Oh, he's muted himself. I see. Are you back now? No, you're not back. So I'm going to disconnect you and then you can reconnect with the link and we'll try this again. But this is funny because this would happen, you know, sometimes I, I think probably for the vast majority of times I would just edit it, this out. Like Jacques will just randomly drop off and now he's back. Yeah, what? I was like, are you just ignoring me just no, to, man. Uh, for shits and giggles? No, I didn't know what was, was going like, on. Uh, I was like, Lamar is one of those cats who I didn't know existed. Like, I don't remember getting a tweet from him before. Uh, and it's not, I mean, I get a lot of tweets, but, you know, you, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it. You just recognize them even if you don't know them all the time. It's just regular people. Yeah. And I didn't really remember getting one from him. Now, perhaps he sent me one, you know, once or twice a year. So that's why it's, it's not so regular. But uh, I read that, I started laughing. I was like, damn, dog, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, man. And it's, you know, Brian who says, wow, definitely we'll miss y'all show. Y'all have great chemistry. We'll miss all the Cowboys talk. Square Light on Twitter. This was one of my top five pods and you wasn't five. Gonna miss the show. Meaning... <laughs> He liked us quite a bit, man. I mean, it's we it, it, so many messages from a lot of you that was just really awesome. Yeah, really, really no cool, doubt. man. No doubt, it's fantastic, and uh, you know we certainly appreciate all of it. And again, we're not disappearing. Uh, you know, we got some things are popping, so you know, stay close to social media over the next few days, and uh, it'll be a lot clearer, and uh, you'll still be able to. Uh, you know, find us on a regular basis somewhere, uh, I think, anyway, for me. And then, um, you know, and uh, hopefully I have some more news popping soon after that. Uh, and that's good for us, man. Uh, you know, the pandemic fucked up everything for everybody. Um, you know, we were uh, we were really about to ascend uh, at ESPN when they got out the business, yeah. out the radio business. Uh, but, uh, you know, man, life is interesting. I ain't never had time for a pity party. <clears throat> and, and it's always about, okay, this obstacle just showed up. How do I kick its ass and get on to the next one? And the reality of it is, and this is how I view, this is how I view things, just me. So uh, ESPN Radio disappears. We both get fired or laid off or however you want to call it. We ain't got no jobs. Yeah. Okay? Well, the bottom line is, I don't get a book deal to do an is to do a book on uh, Deion Sanders and the 2022 season if I'm working radio because I can't go to Jackson and spend the time required there to do it. Yeah, very true. And so that's what I'm saying. Whenever these things pop up, at one level it's always sad and, and it can be a little bit apprehensive about the future, but you know things always seem to have a way of taking care of themselves if you're a grinder and a worker and you got some talent. Um, things just always seem to work out in a way that that uh, that's good for you, and so I think a little bit of that happening with the podcast, and so um, you know, uh, it's, it's, I, I used the term quite a bit the other day. It's bittersweet, but uh, this is the bitter part. But the sweet part's coming. Yeah, indeed, indeed, it is. I would agree, man. And you know, this has been a blast. It really has. We mentioned this the other day, and as we wrap it up for the final time it's just it's it's weird it's weird that this is the end 
you know, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday for the past three years, you know, there were times where we would have to miss one or what have you, but for the most part, that's, that's been our schedule of recording and, and having that time. And man, just so, to hear from so many of you, and I know you're bummed in, I don't know, I hate to say it's cool that so many of you are bummed, but it's appreciated. It means a lot. Dude, we've all dated people, all of us, and been like, oh my God, good riddance. If I never have to see that person again, it'll be too soon. And so it's good to be like missed, you know? Yes, um, yeah. My boy, uh, my boy Dion says this all the time. He goes, if you're not here and nobody misses you, we probably need to replace you because you should want, you should always feel if somebody's gone, you should feel like they're missed yeah, that's because the they have yeah. that kind of impact on you or they make that kind of contribution to the organization or whatever. But if you don't miss somebody, then, uh, you know, you have to you have to really ask yourself their importance to your organization or your life. Very much so, man. And, and again, you know, Ryan French, who has been with listening to us for a while, I remember his name. He says, now what am I supposed to listen to on the way to work? <laughs> you know, and Lloyd, this is funny. He goes, breaking up the band, going to miss you guys and the nice blend of entertaining topics in, in sports. Continued success. Favorite segment, and this goes back to the radio, karaoke. Favorite moment, JJT uncontrollable laughter. <laughs> Dude, I just looked at that video the other day. <laughs> oh, my God, man. We, I did, mean, you, uh, did you see the video I sent you and Alan yesterday? Yeah, 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 yeah. It it was was it was us having a funny moment. I think Alan was introducing the show topics like a uh, NBA PA announcement. Yeah, it was just another example of the silly shit we used to do in the morning to get cranked up. Yeah, and it was funny because we were talking about how you know we don't talk to Alan as much and it's it's rare <laughs> and all that. And then he, I didn't realize he listens to all the podcasts and whatnot. He immediately texted either. us <laughs> and he was like, "Don't talk to Alan, huh?" Or whatever. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> I miss that dude, man. Yeah. He, he, I loved working with him and I do. And I feel bad kind of about this because he is to me, the best producer I've ever had in the radio business. He knows this. I've told him this and he, he's so the way that he does things Meticulous. just works so well. And I loved it. And even now when I've been in Birmingham, there were times where I'm like, Hey man, do you happen to have a contact for whatever? And Alan immediately has five. Yeah. No, he was, uh, he was fantastic. I always liked Alan, even though he drove me crazy sometimes. <laughs> you drove him crazy. <laughs> I was, I'm getting to that because he, he didn't. What did I tell y'all all the time? I am that dude, and I don't mind letting you know I'm that dude in a way. I try to be an asshole about it. But he never minded saying, okay, I realize you're that dude, but you're fucking up here. Yeah. So please stop. <laughs> yeah, very much so. And, uh, and I can respect that. And uh, and I like to think that uh, everybody who's successful has an ego, but my ego's never been so big that I can't be like, you know what, dog? I think you make a good point there. I'll try to do better. <laughs> and uh, he might bring it up again. And okay, dog, I'm I'm I've made progress. So yeah, I'll try to do better. Uh, but I respected him for that because because uh, he was always upfront about it. Yo, man, I love you. You do great, but you 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 got to stop. And that's because I get distracted during the show. I'd be on Twitter and shit. Yeah, you know, yeah, you got distracted. Got a, for sometimes sure. I get ADD. Yeah, so uh, so it's a, it's a never ending battle. But I always respected the fact that we could have an honest conversation about it. Like I said, even really. Oh, you're yeah, back, man. Yeah, I'm back. Okay. <laughs> no, you you disappeared for like two seconds. Oh, really? Yeah. Sitting here on the couch. I don't. Know I don't know, man. I you know I don't know. I don't know. We. For three years, this has been a thing, and we've never been able to quite figure it out. So I don't know. But, man, we, we've had, a, I mean, what just a kick-ass time this whole thing has been. It's just awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. From the radio to the podcast, you know, when, when back when we were, I was in Dallas, and we did a couple of live shows, and so many of you came out. That was really, really cool, and... Oh, uh, yeah, up at the uh, Legal Brewery. Yeah, Legal, legal Draft, which is now closed draft. in Arlington. But right. that, it, when we had T-shirts for sale a couple of years ago, and so many of you that, that purchased and would send us pictures of the Jam Session T-shirts, that is just, it's been Dude, awesome. It, it's I wore really, mine the other day. Yeah, I still wear mine. Fits great, feels great. It's been, yeah, it's been awesome. I don't know what else to say. It's just been, it's been an unbelievable ride. These last few no, years, man. No, the t-shirts were great, bro. That they was were. a great idea. 
a lot of fun, a lot of great memories. And Jacques and I will still continue to make those. And, and like you said, I'm sure we're going to pop up. You're, this isn't the last you'll hear from us, but thanks, guys. Thanks for all of this. Thanks for the yeah. support. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling your friends. I, I This is wild. This is it. I And it's... Yeah, bro. This is it. And uh, uh, But don't fret. We'll see you guys soon. Uh, talk to you soon. Uh, you know, stay tuned. Stay tuned indeed. And like Jacques mentioned earlier, find us on our social medias for updates and wh- where we're going, what's going on, how this is playing out. And Yeah. Peep that for real. This is and it, don't guys. Don't forget, the book drops October 10th. Yeah, so make sure you Pre- pre-order it. Pre-sales available now on Amazon. Yeah, how about you, that? You can get that taken care of. <laughs> you got Hey, you got to get the plugs in, man. This is it. Hey, man. Coach Prime, Deion Sanders in the making of men. Yeah, I'm excited to oh, read it. Oh, I didn't even I didn't even tell you that, man. Okay, this is, we'll end on this note. Okay. So, because this just happened uh, yesterday. Um, so, you know, in my apartment, I get this, I get a notification if something's in the mail, for, if some package is left for me. So, I got a notification. Now, let me be honest with y'all. There's a pair of Nike Air Max 97s that I've been peeping at and I waited for them to go on sale because apparently I'm the only guy who likes them. Okay. And and they started off at 175 and then finally last week I saw them at 97. I go, bam, I'm going to reward myself. I'm going to get those. I was really thinking it was my shoes. So I went to go pick up the package and I opened up the box and I go, I just pulled the front of the box out of the little locker that it comes in. I go, damn, this is heavy. What is this? And so I pull it out and I go, my first thought is I haven't ordered anything that should be this heavy. Hmm. And I look at it and it's uh, I was like, who's this from? And I can't remember, but it's clear that it's from some publishing company. And I go, what the hell is this? And, and I'm, I'm, I'm walking the box back. It weighs about 25 pounds. Yeah. So I'm taking it back to my spot. I come in, I set it on the aisle and I open it and I start thinking, oh shit. My deliver my book is not till October. Surely this isn't a book yet. They it can't be bound yet. Yeah. Blah blah blah. But I opened it up, man. I took it out, and it's the galley copies of the book. And galley copies are the copies that you say, "Hey, I'm going to be on Good Morning Texas uh, next week. Here's a copy of the book so you can read it and ask some questions about it. Hey, I'm going to be on this radio show. Here's a copy of the book so you can check it out, read a couple chapters, ask me some questions uh, based on what you read. But it's a real paperback edition of a book. And so I sat there and fondled it. Yeah, I fondled it. For just a moment, I go, wow, all that work, and here it is. It's like Christmas. At one point, it's very exciting and euphoric. At another point, it's kind of anticlimactic because it's like, okay, this one's done. Let's uh, on to the next one. Can I get another one? <laughs> yeah. But it was cool. It is cool. Lots of books to show up at the crib unexpected and unannounced. So I sent my editor a note. I said, yo. The galley showed up today. You could have gave me a heads up. She goes, I didn't even know they were coming out. I said, oh, okay, no worries. So there you have it. There you have it. It is here. You have made it. When is, so is that the actual physical final ending of it? What do you mean? The book. Yeah. So, because you're calling it the galley. So that's like the, like, that's what will be on the shelf or whatever. Yes. If I gave you this, it would be on the shelf. Okay. It would just be a hardbound copy on the shelf. But I did something cool the other day, book related, which is I got an email that said, hey, uh, because I don't know if I told you this. I got to have a role in picking who does the audio book. They gave me five names. and They said, hey, here's five names. Here's uh, you can go to audio books and click on their, you know, put their name in and find samples of their work. Uh, who do you want? And uh, we'll take that under advisement, uh, who you want. Um, so I picked, and they actually went with the person I picked, which was great. And then uh, the other day I got a note that said, hey, uh, the audio book is about to go into production. We need you to do pronunciations for all these names and all yeah. these words, which, you know, again, my first time through a process like this, I didn't even realize you had to do that. Um, so I spent about an hour and a half reading names into a microphone the other day bro very fun 
Yeah. No. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll expect my autographed copy then when I see you soon. So that'd be great. You know, you know, I got you, Doc. Hell yeah. I can't wait to read that, to be honest with you. Well, there it is, my friends. And I do mean my friends, the jam bands, our sponsors, everybody. Thank you so much for the last, what, five years, I guess, two years of radio, three years of the podcast. Damn, we did the podcast longer than we did the radio show? Yeah, we did. We did. because That's a trip. Freaking COVID, man. Yeah. But yeah. it is what it is. We thank you so much for the last five years. I hope that you all continue to grow and find something that you enjoy. We'll be around, guys. Gonna miss you, and I know you'll miss us. Well, see you later.